Hey, Ryan. What's up, Gabe? I have a, <laughs> I have a joke for you. If you're laughing this hard already, <laughs> I'm cringing. You can't laugh at your own joke. Bro, I it's, always laugh at my own jokes. My jokes are that funny. Ex- okay. That explains okay, a lot. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. So there's a... <laughs> Okay, yes. there's, there's a lady, right? There's okay. a lady who wants to get a job. And uh, so she applies for a job and she gets an interview with the, the bosses. And she goes into her interview and they say, hey, look, you know, we, we really need somebody who is going to be the right fit for this job, for this company. And uh, we need somebody who's responsible. And without hesitation, she goes, oh, I'm the one. I'm the perfect match for this job. You guys need to hire me today. And they said, well, what makes you so confident that you're the right person. She goes, because she goes, at my last job, every time something went wrong, they said I was responsible. <laughs> Come on, bro, laugh, dude. That's funny. <laughs> He's laughing secretly because he doesn't want to laugh on the on air. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I tried to hold it in so hard. I couldn't do it. Gabe, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You and Pastor Dunahoe she said, are going to get the awards for the worst jokes. <laughs> hey, I have a shirt that says, uh, uh, dad joke, dot, 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 more like rad joke. Wow. No, I wear that shirt. Don't ever wear that. I do wear it with to, pride. No, no. You can wear that at home. That's it. Well, you know what? My son loves jokes. He um, literally, I have bought him two joke books and he has memorized those jokes and he'll tell me random jokes. Like I'll tell you another one from him. He'll say, dad. What do you call an alligator that wears a vest? <laughs> Say what? An investigator. <laughs> so you laughed at that one. It was your son's. That's why. Oh, okay. Get into it. <laughs> hey, everybody. What's up? We're here on episode number two. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. And just like we did in season one, later on in this episode, we will be dropping a code word. Um, we're not going to give it as early this time. I'm not saying it's at the end. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's could be in 30 seconds you just never know you gotta you listen know. and pay attention it's like the rapture oh hello <laughs> hello and i got deep quick sobered up real All quick right. <laughs> hey but before we jump into the episode we just do want to we want to run this promo one more time today is the second time and the last time we're going to run this promo during the season for our friend paul over at pnm auto detailing if you didn't hear it in the first episode we have partnered with him he's a phenomenal phenomenal uh business owner has a great auto detailing company mobile they come right there to your doorstep and he can do anything interior exterior i've personally used him twice it's worth every dollar spent my dad has used him a lot of my friends have used him and he's really building his business up so you can get 10 percent off with him right now if you message him on instagram you DM him DM him uh, leader huddle 10 and you will get 10% off of your next auto detailing. You can go to our website. If you want to find his Instagram uh, link, you can go to our website, theleaderhuddle.com. You'll be able to find him one time use only get it. Now you got seven days left to use this promo. So, all right, we're going to get into it. You ready? Let's do it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting pastor Marty. Yes. And we have a great um, episode lined up today. Yes, sir. Hey everyone, welcome to the Leader Huddle Podcast with Gabe and Ryan, where we talk about leadership, life, and God. I'm Gabe. And I'm Ryan. Thank you guys so much for making us part of your day. This is the Leader Huddle Podcast. (laughs) 
All right. What's up, everybody? We are super excited. We have a very special guest with us today on the Leader Huddle podcast. We have my good friend, uh, Marty Calderon. And welcome to the Leader Huddle podcast, Marty. Thank you. Good to be here with you guys. Yeah, we're really excited about um, you. You just moved to California. You're originally, well, I don't want to say originally from Florida, but you moved from Florida and um, you are now pastoring in Riverside, California. Yes, so why don't you, I'm already telling his story, so I'm going to let him tell his story. Why don't you just uh, tell everybody who you are, a little bit about you, and, and um, you know, yeah, share with us some of your story. All right. Well, the full name is Martin Calderon Jr., but everyone knows me as Marty. Um, and uh, grew up here in the L.A. area, actually. Dad was a pastor in Compton, California. Compton? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Where Bishop Salazar is at now? Yes, sir. Wow. Interesting, interesting story. Your, all your followers might not know him, but my dad actually ordained him into the ministry. Wow, that's wow. really cool. Including and my, for those who don't know, uh, Bishop Salazar is the vice president of the Apostolic Assembly. That is amazing. Yes. And so including three other. So you're a, you're a PK. Yes, sir. I didn't know. We're that. all three yeah. PKs here. Yeah. yeah. This is now the PK leader. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> But yeah, so um, uh, he's pastoring now where my dad pastored. He um, became bishop, actually, of the district that my dad was a bishop in. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in Compton, California. Um, back in the day, it was called Mount Sinai. Now it's called Hosanna. Bishop Selzer and I go back and forth on what the real name is, but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I grew up there at the age of uh, 16, graduated uh, from Christian school, and 17 was off to Bible college. Um what Bible college did you go to? Um, went to Apostolic Bible Institute in St. Paul, Minnesota. Wow. And actually because of the influence of Bishop Salazar. So he was uh, my youth pastor at the time and just kept telling me, he says, Marty, just give just give one year of, the, uh, of your life to the Lord. After that, you can do whatever you want to do. My mindset was I was going to be the next Bill Gates. I, you know, my parents bought <laughs> I think me we were all there at some desktop point. that was, yeah. you know, weighed like 50 pounds and mm-hmm. cost $2,000 <laughs> and filled up the whole trunk of your car kind of a thing. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, um, and with that off, I went to Bible college. And, um, yeah, so I grew up in, in Compton, uh, pastor's kid. Um, uh, bishop's kid. My dad ended up becoming bishop of the Los Angeles district when uh, the two districts were one East Los Angeles and right, Los Angeles. Right. And so then uh, off to Bible college, uh, met my wife there, Colleen. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Bible college. Wonderful lady. Thank you. We Thank love you. her. Yeah, she's awesome. And so uh, we got married in uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, the little town of Eau Claire. I call it little wow. town of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. They think it's quite a big town. It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, when you're coming from L.A., it's probably not quite, (laughs) doesn't have quite the wow factor, huh? My wife, when you hear this, babe, it's okay, I still love you. It was a a town of 70,000 at the time, and it was just like the town in the area, because all the little towns were smaller on there. But I love Eau Claire. They have, uh, I was introduced to Bratz uh, in in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. What is Bratz? Oh, no. You're going to have to tell us. I've never been there. Oh, man. Is it coffee? No. Oh my word! No. Oh, you no. know what this is? Right. Yeah, What's yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! He's California that boy. Been the checkoff list for this guy. He, can't be <laughs> he doesn't know what a brat is. It's a sausage. Oh, no, I did German not know sausage. that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's go just out. a it's fun like the equivalent f- of like a sausage link, but it's like the yes. German version. Just a fun yeah. fact for all it's of so the delicious. listeners: I, Gabriel Gonzalez, hate sausage. Period. Oh. 
Am All right. Well, that concludes today's episode. <laughs> Thank you guys for, so, for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, formerly known as Leader of Leader Huddle. Uh, <laughs> Lowercase leader. I just got fired from my own show. <laughs> it's the Marty me, and Ryan show. Me and Pastor Marty got it from here. You can leave the equipment. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, but the funny thing is my wife hates sausage as well. Okay. See, so she, I knew we were close. So when we're driving for the Tinder. first time to meet her folks... She, uh, she's like, if they offer you brats, whatever you do, don't eat them. They're nasty. Oh my goodness! I'm like, no. And I'm like, you know, of course, I got to get in good with the future father and like, oh, hey, yeah. burgers and brats. So you and, eat whatever, whatever served. Oh yeah, I'm a PK man. They yeah. they put in front of you. You got to eat. So <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm looking at it, and you know, he puts sauerkraut on it, which uh, then again was just even better for me. And uh, I get through one of them, and he's like, "Did you like it?" I said, "Yeah." Do you happen to have any more? And she's looking at me like. Are you serious? I'm like, yeah, these are good. <laughs> so he brings it out. Now, mind you, I'm in the Midwest, you know, just uh, no no Mexicans in sight here except for the ones sitting at their dinner table. And I lean across and I said, do you happen to have any hot sauce? And he looks at me and says, for what? And I'm like, oh, man, mm. I just lost out here. Mm. And he said, well, I do, but what do you want it for? I said, try it on this brat. It might make it taste a little bit tastier. He goes and pulls a big old bottle, family size of Tapatio, out of his count. count. Yeah, family size. And yeah. I'm like, why do you have that? And he goes, no one ever wants to eat it with me. This is great. So oh, so it. after we, that, yeah, that was it. the wedding was planned. The wedding was planned after that. That's great. But yeah, so yeah, so got married in Wisconsin. Um, we moved back to California right away. I had it in my mind, oh, you know, we need California is the best. Got to live in California, this and that and mm-hmm. the other. Um, my wife uh, and I moved to San Jose. My folks were living in, in the Bay Area at the time, and we uh, started uh, working there in first uh, the first Apostolic Church of San Jose. Wow! And um, soon after, I decided that it was a big mistake to move to California, so mm-hmm. I wanted to go right back to Minnesota uh, to California. Wanted to turn around and move back to Cal- uh, Minnesota. She's like, "Nope, you dragged me here. We're going to be here for yeah. a bit." So um, the Lord blessed us, uh, with our, with her first pregnancy, uh, set of twins. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. So the Lord blessed you us. You have two sets, right? Yeah. Oh I, I my up to that word. Game. I'm sorry. Stole my thunder, buddy. I'm sorry. We can edit that. We can edit that. <laughs> I was going to blow Ryan's mind. You know? I'm, I was already blown, brother. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> two, two sets, sets of twins. Oh my so goodness. Our first set of twins are Trey and Mariah, or Martin, Martin Calderon the third. We call him Trey and Mariah. And the second set are Matthew and Megan. Wow. So when Trey and Mariah are two years old, Matthew and Megan are born. Um, so we had four. Uh, You're gonna have a special place in heaven, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we soon after found out that um, every pregnancy would be at least twins or more. Well, so yeah, wow. that's a good that's a good time to call it. Yeah, we were done. We we're like, Lord, thank you for your blessings, hey. but this is this is good. We're we're good now. So yeah, so the Lord's blessed us. Our our um, oldest set of twins are 28 now. The youngest set are 26. And, you know, off leading their own lives now. Mariah is married, lives in New York with my son-in-law, Eddie. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal photographer, by the way, videographer, really? everything. Photographer, that guy is... musician. Yeah, that guy is... nine-yard singer. He's yeah. the, as the kids wow. say now, he's the goat. Yeah. Oh, I'm, man. I'm trying to get him out here. He does everything, huh? Hey, come on now. He's an East Coast guy, but I'm trying to get him out here. He's, he doesn't want to leave New York, so... Actually, we're, we're praying for you, Eddie. eyeballing Texas, but I'm like, oh, nah, 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 come on, come on. Texas is overrated. All the Californians are going to Texas, and then so you just got to come make California better. Yeah, mm. exactly, exactly. Everyone's like, you're going to California? Like, everyone's mm. leaving California. I said, mm. that's when you know it's the call of the Lord because, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I was not. But we're going to get there, but I was yeah. not eyeballing California at all. It wasn't on my radar. Um, so, and the Lord's blessed us with two granddaughters, Eliana and Anaya. Yeah. So, that's yeah, exciting. God has, God has been good to us. 
That's that awesome. Yeah. So um, you you didn't go all the way there because I know at some point in your story you ended up moving to Florida. Um, Correct. Yeah. Yes. So, but, uh, but we'll just transition with this question. So, just tell us a little bit about um, your current leadership roles and and how you got into um, uh, ministry and leadership. I mean, obviously, you said you went to Bible college and you were, you know, a PK, all that. But just tell us a little bit how you got to where you're at now, because um, I know that that's a, another huge part of your journey as well. Yeah. So, currently pastoring the Riverside Apostolic Church. Um, but that was an interesting journey, you know, growing up as a, as a PK, you know, obviously dad has, can do no wrong, uh, looking up to dad, wanting mm. to be like dad. Uh, my dad at one point was a pastor, a bishop, a supervisor of the Los Angeles district, and also he was on the National Evangelism Committee. Oh, wow. So um, growing up, I... I Big I, shoes to fill right yeah, there. Yeah, and I was like, I want to be a pastor. And my dad was the secretary, this is interesting, the secretary on the committee. And I said, I want to be a pastor and I want to be a secretary of evangelism like my dad. Wow. And uh, it's interesting because fast forwarding uh, forward at one point in my life, that ended up happening. Wow. And, um, but along the way, you know, like every kid, you want to play basketball, you want to play baseball, you want to get involved in stuff outside of church. And, sure. And as a kid, you know, I, I loved baseball, I loved the Dodgers, still love the Dodgers, by the way. Um, <laughs> Gabe's an Astros fan. I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't follow sports. I tell all the you Dodgers fans this, that. But I was about to dive over the table. <laughs> I just want rod in his mouth. I just wanted to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I vividly remember this this moment. Um, I, I loved uh, sports just like any other kid. You know, being a PK doesn't make you exempt of wanting things other kids have. So my dad was pretty good about wanting to support me about things outside of church as well. And. So he signed me up for baseball, bought me my mitt, the whole nine yards. He was pretty good about picking me up afterwards to make up for not going to the game sometimes. He'd make sure he took me out and things like that for ice cream and what have you. But this one day he doesn't show up. And he doesn't show up, and it's hours later and he doesn't show up. And the park I was playing at was probably about, I don't know, about four or five miles from home. And I'm, I'm a young kid, and, and I just remember walking all the way home, kicking every rock along the road, saying, I will hmm. never be a pastor. Hmm. I, I grew up dreaming of being a pastor, but my dad was at a meeting that day, a church meeting. And in my mind, it was like, okay, the church is stealing my dad from me. Mm. And I just remember that vividly and um, walked home. As soon as he got to the house, he saw me and it just clicked like, oh, I forgot to pick you up. And the apologies, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, in that moment, a lot of, that's tough as a dad. As a dad, uh, outside of being a pastor, to how do I navigate that now with my young sure, son yeah. who, who looked up to the pastorship and now doesn't want anything to do with it because of me not being there for a baseball game. You know, for everyone else, you're probably hearing this thinking, well, what's the big deal? But as a kid, you, that's your whole world. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And, I mean, God just gave such a grace and wisdom to my dad. I'll never forget because instead of taking my resistance to ministry, he pulled me even further into ministry. And he says, listen, here's what's going to happen. He says, everywhere I go, you're going to go. Every meeting I go to, every dinner we go to, wow. afterwards, you're going you're hmm. to get to order all the dessert you want, you know, yeah. everything. He says, but we're going to have Sunday mornings. He says, it's going to be our day. In the mornings, we're going to get up. We're going to go have our meeting. Well, our meeting was at Tom's Burgers. Oh, nice. One ninety nine was the breakfast, two sausage, two bacon, a piece of ham, eggs, hash browns, <laughs> two pancakes, 
orange juice and a coffee back in the day. That'll let you know how old I am. Um, <laughs> so, but that was our that was our that was our our morning uh, every Sunday morning, uh, seven a.m. Suit tie. You're, we're there eating at Tom's, and I'll never forget as we're sitting there, he slid a big old you know the pastor keys, that big pastor key mm-hmm. ring that all. Yes, that. I remember he those. Slid one of those across to me, and he says, "These are your keys," and I'm a kid. About how old are you at that time? Oh, man, I'm probably about uh, 12 years old. Wow. Okay. 12, 13, no, 12, probably 12, because I wasn't baptized yet. I got baptized a little bit later after that because that impacted me a lot. Um, kind of gave me a love for the church again because so he slides these keys and he says, these are your keys. You don't get. You don't even give them to the assistant pastor or minister. Wow. You don't open or close any doors for anyone unless I tell you to. Hmm. He says, you're going to be in charge of the church dining hall and the Sunday school rooms. I'm going to be in charge of the sanctuary. And we're going to get here before any of the brothers and just get everything ready for the church. Wow. And I remember, I'm telling you right now, just touching me because I remember how impactful that was. I, I mean, I felt, I was you know, a little kid, but I just felt like a giant. Yeah, I bet. Like, I'm my dad's assistant now. Like, yeah. I'm outside of pastor, I'm the, I have the keys to the kingdom, you know? <laughs> like, literally, I literally. have the keys to the kingdom, you know? Yeah. And so that just, it, it clicked for me. It changed the way I looked at things and just began to instill in me a spirit of, of a love for God's people and a love for service, That's just good. serving in the kingdom, and that I think has has translated into all my leadership roles, even until now, is that every time there's been a shift in in our leadership, it has always been of a, a door of service has opened it. You wow! Know? And I, I know later we're going to talk a little bit about uh, where I was at in Miami and stuff, but. The, the, the way that, that these different roles have always opened has always been through service. Mm. I met someone because I was serving. I met someone because they saw me doing something. And, and, Man, and that's if, good. If that's I really can, good. Yeah, and if I can say anything to anyone nowadays that's looking for leadership in the church or outside the church, mm-hmm. because I've had leadership roles outside the church. Yeah. I've, I've worked at um, Nordstrom. I don't know if it's going to mention companies, but I worked yeah, at Nordstrom good. for 12 years in, in management and um, in two different states and, and in three different stores. And uh, the last store I worked at was one of their largest stores, probably the largest store they have in, in uh, the Mall of America in Minnesota, and I was the loss prevention director there. And, and, um, but every time the door was open is always because of service, and wow. e- even in that place. And that's and, so good. And, and yeah, and so um, it, it's interesting how even the secular can affect you if you, if you kind of follow the words of Paul. To, to hear it all but retain that which is good mm. and Nordstrom they, they instilled a spirit of service and to this day they, st- they instill a spirit of service into their employees I'll never forget as you walk out the employee doors onto the sales floor through de- through these doors past the uh, through these doors walk the friendliest people on earth wow and so they just push that into you like you just serve the customer and and that translates into church and that tra- translated in all the different areas of my life and so church and that coming together, I, I took church to work and brought work to church and was able to take that and serve. Mm-hmm. And so it opened doors for me. It, when I when I moved to Minnesota, I left everything uh, with my family. We, we finally got to the point where, yeah, we're going to go back. Kids were getting school age. We didn't want them to go to the schools in San Jose. No offense to anyone in San Jose. But <laughs> quality of life in the Midwest. Yeah. If you've never lived in the Midwest, it is a whole different quality of life. Housing, schools, your money goes a lot further. The whole night—it's a lot slower pace, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. You just get to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I get there, though, I literally had to quit my job in the Bay Area. They wouldn't transfer me. They didn't have anything for me, uh, supposedly, in Minnesota. So when I get to Minnesota, I start at the bottom rung again. And and here I was about to become a loss prevention manager, and there there was nothing for me. 
and I literally begged just for a, for an entry level position. Mm. And even in there, it was it was just God's hand, just 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 honoring what I've always saw that spirit of service that He's put in my life because. I got a ten dollar an hour job, and that was just like crazy for me with uh, with my wife and two sets of twins. Wow! My pastor pushing me at the time, saying, "You know what? You should buy a house." I'm like, pastor, I can't even rent a house. Like, how am I yeah. gonna buy a house? And I'll never forget when we go and we speak with his realtor and his banker, and the banker says, "This is great because you're not making more than ten dollars an hour. I can get you this first time environment and this whole wow. program." And what I thought was something negative, mm-hmm. God just turned into a blessing. Mm. And if you had so, got that transfer, if I you wouldn't have got. I wouldn't have got the house. Yeah. Mm. Who knows where we would have been living at that moment? But not only that, because as I go in there, I am now as an entry level position training folks that are above me, and I'm telling my boss, "This is ridiculous. Mm. You're paying me ten bucks an hour, and I'm training guys that are making almost twice as much as me." Yeah. He's like, "I'm sorry, there's nothing else." So I started telling him, I want your job. The day you leave, I want you to leave me. And he says, no, we got so-and-so and so-and-so. There's three people above me. And he says, there's no way. If I leave, so-and-so's getting it. If, if they leave, so I, I lie to you not. Six months later, I'm sitting in the manager's chair. Ah. He was <laughs> Talk gone. about the favorite God, he man. He was gone. The other people that were supposed to get it all got impatient and left right before uh, mm. he was let go from the company. And wow. so the store manager looks at me, and I used to always just take care of her when she came through, walk her to her car, make sure everything was good. And she says, what you're doing with me, I want your whole staff to do with everyone in the store. She didn't care about the numbers, the stats, or any of that. She just saw that I had, had a spirit of service, service, yeah, and she wanted to see that through. That's good. So it's it's been it's been it's incredible pastorship and leadership. 15 years, old, 15 years old, I was voted as the vice president of the youth in Compton. I remember saying, hey, can I? I had guys that were like three times my age, you know, those yes. old youth, you know, yeah. uh, that, that <laughs> perennial. I won't say any names, but you know who you are. any names, yeah. You know who you are. They might still be there as youth, I don't know. Yeah. But um, so I remember that, and I remember uh, Bishop Victor Prado. Uh, yes. So he was uh, another person in our church. He was the drummer of our church. Oh, so yeah, I didn't know this. He's a good drummer still. Really, he was the drummer of LA District. At oh the time. my goodness! Um, but anyway, so he um, he uh, he told me. He says, "Listen, when God sets you as a leader, it doesn't matter your, your age. Doesn't matter who your what your name is, who your dad or mom is. You have to just serve God." And I said, "But what do I do when they tell me no? What do I do when that brother that's thirty years old, and I'm this fifteen year old yeah. kid? What do I do when they tell me no?" He says, "Oh, that's easy. That's easy. If you're a leader in church, learn what I'm about to tell you because it works." I, I, I said, what do I do? He says, oh, that's easy. You tell them what they need to do. And if they tell you no, you just tell them, don't tell me no. Say no to God. And you turn and walk away. <laughs> that's it. You don't even give them a chance to answer I'm you. taking notes. He says, you don't even give them a chance to answer you. And I remember this one time I told this brother, brother, we have to go set up in the kitchen and this and that. And he looks at me. He's like, who do you think you are? You're a 15-year-old kid, this and that. And I just listen. And the whole time in my mind, just tell him this, just tell him this. And so as soon as he's done, I said, brother, are you done? He says, yeah. I said, don't say no to me. Say no to God. Turn and walked away. And I'm thinking, oh, here it comes. I turn back around. This brother's crying. Wow. He says, brother, I am so sorry. <laughs> he says, you are my leader, and I should have never spoken to you that Oh, way. my goodness. So it's interesting that as as you allow those the folks, you know, when you serve and you take that spirit of service in and God opens those doors and you allow others to minister to you. Like Bishop Prado, I was convinced as a kid that he didn't know my name. He called me evangelist. He called me pastor. He called me pre- every time he greeted me a different way. And I used to think, man, did he forget my name? He never, <laughs> he'd never call me Marty. Mm-hmm. But he was speaking life into me. 
Mm, you know, he was speaking life into me. He was helping me. He was training me. He was teaching me. And so never look at that person that you think is back in the corner that there's nothing for them or just just invest in them because you never know if that's the next preacher, missionary, pastor, CEO. Wow. I mean, you you just start investing. So in, in my leadership roles, it's been one after another has always been open because of the spirit of service. Man, wow. that's good. If, if you guys are just kind of kind of listening right now you need to rewind that a little bit turn it back turn it up turn it up turn it up put the phone down and listen to that again that was some knowledge right there yes sir that was really good so um my introduction to you marty was um well officially it was like a couple years ago but when i came to the assembly um and shortly thereafter uh, uh bishop president john fortino who is still the president of the Apostolic Assembly. Um, he was uh, put into that position. I think, I don't I don't recall when or how, but at some point, all I remember is I went to convention and that was one of my first times hearing the president preach and uh, we're part of the Apostolic Assembly. So usually everything is bilingual and you have the preacher and the, whatever their pre- preferred language is and they have a translator. So the president gets up there and uh, I don't remember how, how it happened, what happened, but you weren't there. <laughs> they were like, they were, I think you were still, they were waiting to get your mic or something. And he's like, where's Marty? Where's Marty? <laughs> uh, arena of, of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm like, he's like, like looking for you. Like, where's Marty? There's a podium. There's no Marty. I'm like, who's this Marty guy? You know, like. <laughs> I want to meet him. Yeah. I promise I wasn't sleeping. Guys. No, <laughs> oh no, you were on it. I think it was a, a sorry sound team. Sorry, Caesar. But uh, anyway, um, so finally, you know, he, you came up and then I think the first thing that hit me, now this is like he said, a huge arena, you know, 10,000 people there. Sound system is like the best sound. And the president, I mean, president has a nice voice. I actually yeah. told uh, Pastor Tim, I said, he, when he's done being a, a bishop, he should get into children's storybooks and just read. Because, I mean, I could listen to that man talk all day. But then you get out there and he's like, you know, the president's like, you know, hermanos, <laughs> you know, and the Marty's like, praise the Lord, brothers. Like this big, deep, full voice. I'm like, man. <laughs> This guy's voice is amazing. <laughs> Can't teach that. Can't teach it, man. And I was like, wow, dude. So, um, and then everybody, I'm like, who is this guy? Oh, you don't know Marty? Marty? Oh, he's Marty. The, he's the president. The Marty. Yeah, the Marty. In it. So, um, finally, two, three years ago, my wife and I, we went on our first cruise, which has a whole nother story. It's not for today. And we went to the Bahamas for seven days. And we actually, uh, our, our port was out of Miami. Yeah. And so we flew over there and um, I told Marina, I said, I want to, uh, when we get back, I want to stay two extra days because we want to go to church in Miami. I want to go to the president's church. And uh, so we get there and um, I, of course, let my pastor know, you know, we be out of town. He already knew that. But I was like, hey, I'm going to the president's church today. And, and next thing I know, he texts me. He's like, all right, I let Marty know that you're there. And I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, no, 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 no. We just want to sit in the back. We just want, no. I mean, they, they treated us like gold. And uh, that was actually my first time really getting to know you. You guys took us out to. Famous, uh, no. Um, uh, Chile? Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Texas Man, Roadhouse. that place is fire. Took us out with his, his whole family, his, his, uh, his boys and his wife. And also uh, Veronica Fortino came out. We had a great time. And it was so crazy because this whole time I've known you from a distance. And I thought Marty, I'm, I'm just saying, I thought he was like 30, 31, 32. Like, you look really good. Thank you, sir. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, man, this guy's son is as old as I am. Like, yeah. what the? Where's this guy? But um, 
we got to know each other back then and 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 um you know had a friendship ever since and then i started working for the assembly so we kind of you know connected that way but anyway i said all that to say uh tell us about your role as the you were i believe i don't know if this is the right title but i think it was the executive assistant for president fortino yes. how that came about because um, i also know you you were the co-pastor as well at at the church as well so just kind of tell us a little bit about that sure and in that as you answer that tell us the biggest lesson and leadership you learned from being in those roles under the leadership of our wonderful uh, president okay so i would uh, going back to minnesota when we were in minnesota for those 12 years um i had never heard of john fortino mm -hmm. in my life um right about a year after being in minnesota um sorry no it would have been not, not, not a year, it was a lot longer after being in Minnesota. He gets elected as the National Missions, which used to be, this is going to be the connection, the National Evangelism Director. He oh, was the National Missions wow. Director. And everyone was excited. They said, wow, you know, Bishop Fortino is going to be our new uh, bishop, and, and he's going to be coming out here. And I'm like, who is Bishop Fortino? Now, mind you, we had two sets of twins. My life, if you're in church, uh, <laughs> any church organization, you go to all conventions, you go to all the district mm -hmm. services, you go to everything. We had two sets of twins, little kids. We weren't going to conventions. We were surviving. We were yeah. working two, three jobs to try to make ends meet. So I hadn't been going to the conventions for a while. Well, he's preaching at all the conventions during this time. I don't know who he is. Zero. Mm -hmm. Like, no idea who he is. And I'm like, who's John Fortino? Who's, you know, well, it's great. You know, new bishop. All right, great. So when he comes out to Minnesota for the first time, we just click. Click right off the bat. Again, young men or young ladies or anyone who wants to get in a position of leadership serve just serve. Mm. don't worry about it just serve so i start working um there helping my pastor my pastor was the elder of the region um it wasn't a district because it's still under national national missions, missions yeah still, you know working on it and so he comes out and my pastor's like you need to help me like get his hotel like you're the only one that knows how to get on the computer kind of a thing like mm. just get his tickets <laughs> and so we, we took care of him and 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 he says well you know who's Who's doing all this? And he's like, oh, um, you know, brother, brother Marty's helping me with this. He's like, oh, okay. And next trip, same deal. And then next trip, though, he tells me, um, I want you to have this and this ready. And I don't know if he was testing me or I just was able to do what he asked, but it just stuck out to him. And after various visits, he leans across the table in one of our regional meetings, and now I'm the regional secretary. Wow. Now, within the regions and districts, you have to be a pastor. Listen to this. You have to be a pastor. To hold any office, mm -hmm. I was a minister at the time. Mm -hmm. He hold on, you weren't a I minister. Was, I was a minister. Oh, you were a minister. I okay. wasn't a pastor, mm -hmm. so I should not have been the regional uh, secretary. But he, in one of the meetings, they they had a need of a regional secretary, and he says, "I'm not even going to let you guys vote on this." He says, "Marty's going to be the regional secretary." I was floored. My pastor was not the happiest camper on earth at the <laughs> moment because he's saying, "You know, the structure is this." Yeah, like, Bishop, this is the structure. Not that he didn't want me to be, but he didn't want to have issues with other yeah, pastors or whatever. He's like, listen, he says, he says, no. He says, okay, any of you tell me who, who can do this job for me? Who can do this? And he starts going down the list of all the things I'm doing. I'm like, Bishop, I can help whoever you... And he says, no, you're going to be the regional secretary. I said, okay. So, you know, fast forward a couple of years, we're sitting at the table, we're having our meeting, taking all the minutes. He says, one of these days, he says, if I need an assistant... He's sitting right here and he reaches across and he grabs my arm. Wow. And out of nervousness, I start laughing. 
I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Now, mind you, I just... Like, ah, oh, funny joke yeah, there, Bishop. Exactly. Now, I'm in Minnesota, living my life, got our house, doing good on our jobs. Mm-hmm. We had finally, after so many years of asking, had been given permission to start a church. So that's just, like, really starting to flourish. And in that meeting is my only, quote-unquote, minister who's a deacon... And he's looking at me like, you're leaving? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not leaving. So, you know, this, this is the whole context of what's going on at the moment. I'm like, oh, Bishop, what are you doing? You're killing me, you know? Yeah. And he's just kind of throwing it out there. Yeah. Or so I thought, mm. you know? And so afterwards, you know, I'm, I'm walking my deacon off the ledge like, no, I'm not leaving, you know? The church is still going. So we pastor. We start this church in Burnsville, Minnesota, um, Christian Family Center, you know, just... The, the, the uh, sorry Calvary Christian Center um, and we start we start this church from scratch in our living room it's thriving we have about 35 40 members after our second year wow and um, Bishop calls me out of the blue I'm working that morning and he says listen he says I need to talk to you I said, just came off a break Bishop take another break I said I'm at work Bishop I'm not at church I'm at work he says do me a favor see if you can get a break talk to my boss she's like you know what go ahead don't but I'm working at the school, and um, and he calls me. He says, I need you in, in Miami. And I said, oh, great. For what event? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, I need you in Miami. I'm like, yeah, I know. What do you have going on? I can, you know, work. I knew his assistant very well. His assistant and myself, we worked we worked great over the years. And he's like, no, no, I need you in Miami. So-and-so is, is decided to move on. Mm-hmm. I said, what? Mm. And he's like, yeah, I need you to move to Miami. Wow. And I seriously, at that moment, I said, God, why now? Like, why not two, three, four years ago when things weren't that great? Why mm-hmm. right now when everything's just, like, flourishing? And it seems to be falling in line, huh? Oh, yeah. Work is going great. The house, you know, kids are loving their school. Like, life is good. You know, pastoring. Like, things are going really, really well for us. And just, you know, was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it was like God said, okay, you're, not, you're a little too comfortable now. Like, I need wow. you to do this. And so I I, um, I speak to, uh, I, I said, like, Bishop, this is about 10 in the morning I said give me give me to about 7 o'clock tonight he says tonight I said yeah if God's going to answer he's going to answer quick he, he doesn't need too long to answer us and I said let me talk to my wife and kids and, and I'll get back to you and he says well I already talked to someone else about it I said then what are you calling me for <laughs> he, says, he says no I already talked to this other couple and uh, but if if you want this he says I have something else for them I'm like no 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 you offer this to someone leave it I said, why did you call me out of curiosity? He says, a friend of yours is visiting from Minnesota. And he said that he would not leave my office until I called you because you needed to be my assistant. Wow. I said, okay. All right, Bishop, that's fine. Let me talk to my family. You talk to this family. If they take it, though, I'm good, Bishop. I, there's no, I, I, I love you. I love the work of the Lord. I can help them. There's no issue. Go home and talk to my family. My wife says, if this is what God wants, I'm in. Wow! Um, the world is happening here. Man, she needs to, she needs to be on the leader huddle right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello, <laughs> she needs to give a conference. <laughs> and then, so then my my kids, you know, they're little, but I'm like, you know, let's bring them in the circle and then let's see see where they're at. And they're like, Dad, if that's what God wants from us, we're in. I'm like, oh, man, oh God. I said, okay, Lord, if this is what you want, I'm like, but he still has this other couple, so I might still get off the hook here, you know. Not that I didn't want to, but I just right. I'm good. Where I'm yeah, at. you don't want to force it either. Yeah, and so I call him. He says, call me about 7.30. I'm going to speak with this couple at 7. This couple calls him back. and Or when I call him back, he says, well, tell me what you have to say. I said, no, 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 tell me first. You know, we're going back and forth. <laughs> the bantry back. He says, tell me what you have to say. Look, Bishop, if they accept it, leave it as is. But as far as we're concerned, we'll go. Mm-hmm. He says, what? 
I said, we'll go. I talked to my wife, I talk, I, my wife, I talked to my kids, and they're in. They said, this is what God wants for us. I said, and I asked the Lord for that confirmation. The Lord gave me that confirmation. He says, okay. He says, well, this couple that I spoke to, he says, they really want to come. So I did want to go. They really wanted to go. But as they began to pray, the Lord dealt with them and separate. They were in two separate rooms when this happened. They came back together. The Lord told them, you are not the people to go. Wow. And tell, tell, Bishop, right now. tell Bishop that he already spoke to the person, and that's the person that I'm going to send it to his way. And so all of this happened. Talk about a hard oh, phone call. Man, I could, I could not... You couldn't deny it at that point, mm -hmm. but you know, being being human, you still want to test the waters. And I said, "Okay, Bishop, I'll go." But here's the last the last challenge. I said, "You have a minister in your church. He came to visit us recently. The only way I'll let the church go to anyone is if he comes and takes it." Now, mind you, family moving from Miami or from Minnesota down to Miami now asking for a family to move from Miami up to Minnesota doing a trade. Yeah, and he's like, "No, there's no way." I said, "Then I'm not taking the church." Even after all that, I'm like, I'm not taking the church, or I'm not coming down to help you. And he's like, well, let me talk to them. Let me talk to them, and I'll get back to you. I said, all right. He calls me at 10 o'clock that same night, just a few hours later. He says, I can't believe this. I, I can't believe this. this. is what normally would take me months and even years to try to move three families around. God's doing in 24 hours. Wow. He says, they're here. I have you on speaker, and they're weeping right now because they've been praying for the Lord to open a door of pastorship. And they didn't know how, they didn't know when, and they didn't want to tell me. Man. And I'm sitting, and, and they, they're just weeping. I said, you tell me when you're coming, and, I, and as soon as they're here installed, Bishop, I'm down in Miami. And so, <clears throat> his term... His that is term, crazy. Yeah, his term was supposed to be a year and a half left after that. And mm -hmm. so I told my wife, we still have boxes today in our garage from Minnesota. Wow. Then I said, ah, don't worry about unpacking, we're only going to be here for a year and a half, 16 wow. years later. Wow. 16 years later. But, you know, it's just amazing how God works and all that. I would say in, in, in all of that, to, to folks that are wanting to get into leadership, serve. Mm. Serve your pastor. Serve your, serve your leader. If you work in a secular environment, serve wherever you're at. Yeah. That spirit of service will open doors for you. You know, the Word of God says that our gifts will open the doors. It'll make a way for us. And, and I'm, I'm convinced of that. I've told... So many of my leaders, you can take every single title away from me. Don't don't let me, don't keep me from serving in the church. Even if it's setting it's up chairs and tables. I, in Riverside right now, I've had brothers come try to take a table out of my hand. No, you're the pastor. You can't move that table. I said, who said a pastor can't move a table? Yeah. Pastors don't get mad at me. But who said a pastor can't move mm -hmm. a table? Who That's said good. A pastor can't, who said a pastor can't pick up a piece of paper off the floor? The thing, the biggest lesson I've learned from Bishop Fortino and going all the way up to the ranks of standing in front of a convention and translating is that no matter where you're at, whatever level you're at, it's just a bigger level of service. Yeah, absolutely. I'm either just serving my family, I'm serving my community, I'm serving my church, I'm serving on a national, wherever it's at. I'm that's serving. good. So just continue to serve and God will continue to bless you. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. And coming from a position where... where where you see your pastor doing those kind of things, um, not only are you showing the young people or, or the, the, your, the, the people underneath you, the, the leaders, um, how to serve, but they're, they're seeing you serve and that, that helps them so much. Cause if they're saying, man, if the pastor can do it all the more reason why I should be able to do it. And you're setting the precedent for them, which I think is really commendable. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That's awesome. So, 
Man, I, I learned so much more about you right now. So we're going to do something real quick. This is just like right here in the middle of the episode. If you've been listening, you have already know about this. So we do something called the Code Word Challenge. Mm-hmm. And every episode, we drop a random code word. And so we're going to drop it right now. Three, two, one. Watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> All right. Watermelon. DM us the code word, and you will be entered to win some free merch. Nice. So watermelon. And you got to spell it right. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to spell it right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, So we're going to wrap this up with one more question, and then we're going to get into a quick little rapid fire segment. Um, You you did, you know, talk about, you know, a lot of advice, and and I think this is really great. I almost feel like I could title this like servanthood or service and leadership. We might need a part two of this down the road Yeah, we we might. We might. Um, But I just want to say in terms of serving and leadership and all the experiences that you've had, now you're pastoring in Riverside, which maybe that could be a great part two. We can bring him back and talk about that. But um, I just want to ask you if someone is facing challenges in their leadership role, whatever it is. Um, and I know that's very broad because it's sometimes a very specific answer to a challenge. But uh, if I'm a frustrated leader and I'm dealing with challenges, maybe with you know my leadership or the people that I'm serving or, or even in my own life, um, what do you do to overcome challenges or what is a challenge that you've overcome um, personally, you know, in, in leadership? I would say one of my biggest challenges, well, first of all, pray. Pray, And yeah. I know that sounds good. simple, but... Um, I, Still you know, so good, yeah, though. Right now, I'm taking the, the Riverside Church. We're, we're just... I see that, man. You guys are there. Today Today is technically my day off. Yeah. They, they, pastors take, pastor take Mondays off. And so, you know, people are like, so are we meeting for prayer on Monday? I said, you know, I have no better way of starting my day off than in the presence of God. So I drive down the mountain from Crestline down to Riverside. Was there at 5:45 this morning. Prayed with the folks. Got back in my car. Drove right back up. But I can't ask the people to do what I'm not willing to. Do. Man. And and if if I'm and, and you know it, leadership is not sitting behind a desk and giving orders or standing mm. behind a pulpit and giving orders. Say it louder for the Leader, people in the back, brother. <laughs> leadership is is you, you have to be on the forefront. I can't ask people to do what I'm unwilling to do. Yeah, that's good. And and I, I've I've heard this before. I haven't done enough study on it. I, I want to get into it. And study a little bit more, but I've heard that the um, the military in Israel they have the highest turnover of like officers oh, wow. because their officers are always on the forefront. They don't lead from the tents. Wow, I did not know. Their that. officers are always on the forefront. I don't know if it's still like that today, but it was at one time. And so, but that's why that small country has such a mighty and fierce military. Because can you imagine me sending men out to fight? Well, you go do this and that. Well, yeah, sure, you're sitting back in the tent. Mm. Easy for I'm you saying, to say. Yeah, easy for you to say. But if you're in the front and yeah. you're taking the first bullet, man, I'm behind you. I'm running with you. So we've been we've been facing a lot of adversity, mm. a lot of pushback in the local church, um, in, in in families, in, in 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 our kids, in in people that have left left the Lord. I mean, I hear all these great stories of how big the church was before and how many young people were there before. And coming from a large church in Miami and mm-hmm. seeing this, and I said, well, you know what? I don't know how we're going to do it, but I know God can do it. And so yeah. we've just Amen. been praying. We've just been praying and praying and praying. So I'll leave that there. We can, like you said, we can yeah. discuss more down the road. But my biggest <clears throat> challenge, and it's not external, it's internal, was thinking that I had to be John Fortino. Mm. Excuse me if you hear me say his name just like nothing, but... We're really good friends, but he'll always be. You, to, he might be your bishop, your president. He's my pastor. Yeah, I love him. 
But my thought was always, whenever I spoke in Miami, I'm not John Fortino. I, I can't speak like him. I, I don't. And I remember in prayer asking God, God, like, how do I handle this? Wow. And He says, "You're right. You're not John Fortino, and I didn't <laughs> call you to be John Fortino." Wow. And it took me to the image of Saul putting his armor on David. Mm. And David saying, "This is this isn't my armor. It was perfect for Saul. Yeah, it was it, custom it, fit. Yeah, it, it was exactly what Saul needed, but it wasn't what David needed. Mm, and yeah. David couldn't be effective trying to be Saul. And so, if you ever go to Miami and ask every <laughs> young people, if, you're if, preaching, man. You're if preaching. If you ever dude. go into Miami and you speak, roll you know, over. Well, Come on, man. Uh, well, you'll just begin saying this, and they'll finish the phrase for every Saul, and they'll say, "There's a David." Wow. And I started my ministry and youth pastor in Miami with that because we had a lot of hotshot musicians, singers, leaders, preachers that weren't willing to serve. Wow. And with, with, with Marty, if you're not willing to serve, you're, you're going to be on the sidelines. I don't care how much talent, how much mm. gifts, how much so you look, you're just going to be on the sideline. For me, it was knowing that, that, listen, David, for me, David was the first uh, Uber Eats. He was the first DoorDash. Mm. His biggest... Uh, battle with with Goliath was bringing food to his brothers. He was yeah. serving. Wow. He didn't go that day to fight. He <laughs> went to take food to his brothers. He was being obedient to his dad. Yeah. When he heard the voice of the enemy. Mm. And so even in your serving, uh, Stephen serving the tables. They saw signs, miracles, wonders. As you serve, God meets you in that place. And so I would say my biggest struggle was trying to fit into someone else's mold when God had made the perfect mold for Marty. Wow. And so and that mold is to serve. And my wow. pastorship, my leadership has always been to serve. And uh, just be the person that God has called you to be, whether, again, it's secular leadership, um, church leadership, wherever you're at, be that leader that God has called you. Don't try to be Gabe. Don't try to be Ryan. Don't try to be Marty. Be the leader that God has called you. That is so good. Bro, I'm fired up right now. I'm ready to charge hell with a water gun, dude. <laughs> I am fired up. I'm ready to go tear down all the chairs and all the tables for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. Ryan, what are you doing? We're just tearing them down. We're serving. That's good. We need something to do, man. You're you're spot on. And that's the thing is, um, you know, you got to you gotta learn who God has called you to be. And so that's good. I love it. All right, we're going to uh, wrap this up with um, a little rapid-fire segment that we call This or That. So, this is my favorite part right here. Yeah, this is this is, this is going to be good. So I'm going to give you two options, Uh-oh. and you got to tell or that you Instant would Instant reaction, too. Instant reaction, and he has not been prepped. He doesn't even know what I'm gonna about to ask. Yep. So here we go. You ready? Okay. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Okay. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Oh, what, what kind of coffee? Oh, Cuban coffee. coffee. I saw you post coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, summer or romance w- coffee. <laughs> oh, while, while, while we're on coffee, now that you're here, you got to try Apostle Brew coffee. Oh yes, that's somebody we've we're had on the. His, his yeah. name is Ray. Is my brother-in-law. Get he has a he has a get coffee we'll company. Get you some. He was um yeah. he was a previous guest on the show. Nice. He's yes. our Sunday school you, minister, you will, and he does uh, deliveries what, what's too. The name of the company? Apostle Apostle, Apostle Brew. Brew. I'll give it to you on Instagram. Nice. Yeah, definitely. It's right. awesome stuff. Cool. Okay, summer or winter? Winter. Why? Because. <laughs> He's been in Florida for 16 years, man. It's humid there. I thought for sure that he would say well, summer because he's from Florida. He's in Florida are gorgeous. Yeah, okay. that, that's, okay. that's, that's the best time. That. Of- Listen, on, on, in, in winter, you can cover up. That's okay, true. And you can take off on that's many true. layers. When summer hits and it's hot. It doesn't matter what you wear. You're hot. Yeah, yeah that's you're true. Hot, so, yeah. Okay, golf or baseball? Baseball. Okay. But I love golf. 
Oh, do you golf? I I would like to golf. I, I like to sing. We got to go. I shouldn't, but we got to go play I, golf. He's a golfer. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I won't tell you about all my shenanigans <laughs> that I did in Maryland. Before. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> that's 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 for, for bonus content. Yeah, bonus, go. bonus content. Okay, uh, the beach or the mountains? Mm, mountains. The mountain. Ooh, interesting. Because you can still have water up there, lakes. And yeah. Like that. Yeah, it's not the beach. That's well thought out, right I like, there. I like mountains. Though. Okay, mingling with lots of people or personal time alone. Mingling with lots of people. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. You're such. I a had social. a feeling. He's a social butterfly. Matter of fact, he he just been in California, like we said, five weeks, yeah. and we just had a district convention, and he's got pictures with everybody there. I'm like, man, <laughs> everybody wants to photo op with Marty, though. I mean, even I for like one. three years, I yeah, we'll get one. Gabe, though, he was he was over, he was up with the with, you know with the upper echelon. He, oh, Gabe, hot dogs, it, bro. He was thinking of me. Gabey baby, a hot. <laughs> Gaby baby, I love That's it. from episode one. That's episode one. If you, didn't, if you didn't catch that, go back and listen Gaby to baby it. hot dogs with the big dogs nowadays. <laughs> Last one. This is a loaded question. All you right. don't. Have, you could pass if you need to. Right. California or Florida? <laughs> I'm in California. I have to say California. This is California. Okay. Okay. If he was there in Florida, he would say Florida. Yes, correct. Cool. All right. Well, this has been a really fun episode. We want to appreciate you, Marty, for coming out and just dropping some knowledge on us today yeah it was a pleasure to meet you likewise and i can't wait for part two part two is in the works part two so what we're gonna do right now if you've listened to this podcast we are gonna have a bonus segment like a 10 minute bonus segment with marty so uh if you want to know how to do that go to our website uh www.theleaderhuddle.com click bonus content it'll take you to our patreon site you can sign up there support us and hear some more interesting stuff from officially uh martin but i put in parentheses there marty calderon and that wraps up the episode with Pastor Marty. That was really good. One of the one of the main things I took away from that, I mean, if you listen to it, you couldn't help but take away um, really the heart of having the heart of a servant. Mm. And you could tell Pastor Marty really had that. Yes, he does. And um, that's something that I don't care who you are, you could have a little bit more of a, a spirit right. of a servant. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm ready to charge hell with the water gun right mm-hmm. now. And uh, I'm fired up. It was it was really a pleasure learning from him, meeting him, all mm-hmm. of the above. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But um yeah, so don't forget if you if you didn't catch the code word, go back, re listen to it. Um DM us. DM us the code word to be entered. We're giving into, away merch next week. Yes. Next week. Week three. We are Sorry. giving away merch. So don't miss out on you'll that. Get a, you'll get a, a t shirt, a ball cap, and a sticker. So you do not want to miss out on that. Free. Free. Doesn't Free. cost you a dime. That's that's right. Just for being a loyal listener. And I know all of you guys are. That's right. And speaking of loyal listeners, we want to ask you guys, hey, share this podcast with your friends if you're enjoying the content. Reach out to us and let us know how we're doing. We're really enjoying this. All right, everybody. This has been the Leader Huddle. We're out. We're out. Until next summer break. We're